Hello guys, welcome to Feminist Inc. You know, and <laughs> it's been a long, it's been quite some time now. Yes, I know. But anyway, today we're going to do a book. I'm going to talk about a book. We're doing a book review, and this book is well a bit different from other books I've read. Not that different in that it's also a book on feminism but i decided to go from another perspective yes the title of this book is god's feminist movement by amber cota of the cota i don't know god's feminist movement from the title yes you are guessing the book is probably religious thing and yes if you guess that then you are correct the book is a Christian book, a Christian take on feminism. I saw this book and I just decided to buy it because Christianity and feminism have always been a really, you know, controversial topic with most Christians rejecting feminism on some grounds. Them that knows what, what's going on with them. And most feminists not actually being Christian, yes. So, for that, I was really excited to know what Amber has to say. And, well, from my book, from the book, what? The book was okay. Too much Christianist stuff inside, but I guess that's to be expected. It was talking, the, the reason. Why I don't really like the book is it was like trying to preach, preach at someone. I pick up a book that says God's feminist movement. I expect it to be about feminism from a Christian perspective. I don't expect it to be preaching to me in the book, and which is what was Amber was doing, and I didn't really like that at all. Like, stop it. I know, okay, Christians are giving instructions to preach whenever they have the chance, but sometimes you got to know when just to stop, when just to just stop, because you can really, like, alienate your intended audience. You may not get that desired effect. If you are trying to preach where you should be trying to tell us about feminism from a Christian perspective, then you're not going to make me want to read your book, and I'm going to drop it, definitely. Anyway, that's that about that. Overall, aside from what I just talked about, the book was... I'll give it a six, 6 out of 10. A 6 out of 10. The book was okay. That's what I'll just say. Okay. Before I go into the um, what the book talks about, my favorite quote on my first sentence from the book. Yes. The quote goes like this. If you can't love yourself at 220 pounds, you won't be able to love yourself at 120 pounds. Ain't that the truth, baby? Like, <laughs> is that not the truth? <laughs> she didn't lie. Kukurona. She did not lie at all. If you can't love yourself, when you're a bit when you're chubby, you can't love yourself when you're skinny. If you can't love yourself when you're skinny, you, 
when you're skinny. You can't love yourself if you become chubby. Doesn't work that way. Self-love starts from inside and has nothing to do with how you look on the outside. I feel self-love is something you have to cultivate. And yes, the book had many faults, but what I do agree with is she really talked about body image. She says things like, you are beautiful because you are human. You are beautiful because God, and you may not be a Christian, but knowing that you are beautiful because you are a creation of God, of some, because you are a creation of a higher being, I think that just makes everyone feel a little bit better about themselves. You are beautiful because you are human. That is, and, and it's the truth. We have value because we are human. We don't have value because of how much we earn, how pretty, in quotes, we look, how toned we are, how rich we are, or how poor we are, how lazy we are. We don't have value because of that. We have value because we are human. The moment they gave birth to you, you had value because you are a human being. So, it's not... So, you don't need to attach yourself, your value to being pretty. The moment you don't attach your value to being pretty, to being rich, you live a much happier life, honestly, to God. You live a much more happier life. The moment you realize that you are ha- you have value because you are human. Like, that's just so beautiful. I love that. I love that. Quote. I think I'm going <laughs> I'm going to uh, separate it and post it on my Instagram. Yes. Anyway, 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 anyway. The book, another thing I didn't like about the book was, I feel like she was trying to baby the men too much. So she be saying things like men and, you know what I mean, women and men. Like, we know this this book is mainly for women because it talks about feminism, which is an issue that that what that concerns women. You don't really need to say and men at the back, so you don't make the men feel left out. The men are not babies; they aren't. And another thing she talked about was submission. You know, for feminists, submitting to one reason why. Feminism and Christianity at loggerheads because of, you know, the Bible says women should submit to their husbands. Yes, and that just goes against everything that feminism is about. But she has a really interesting perspective on it, and I think for that alone, if I will skip the chapter, you're not up for reading the whole book. But for that alone, you have to check the book out. For that alone, she had a really interesting take on that, and that's why I liked it. So, yeah. I'm going to give the book 6 over 10. A bit? Or 5? No, I guess it's a book. Okay, book. Okay, book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to check out her book. I know. If you are Christian looking for a, a feminism from a different perspective than the 
ourselves, especially of unbelievers in quotes, you can check out her book. She has some really exciting ideas. Yeah. And don't forget to subscribe. If you're listening on YouTube, don't forget to like. I don't know. Subscribe if you're listening on Substack, if you're listening on Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever. And follow me on Instagram at Feminist Inc. Yes, I'm also on Twitter. Bye, guys.